Uh, I thought I'd speak loud. <laughs> Can you hear me at the back? Or we still need the mic? Oh, there is, they said this one is the one that is recording. I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me be patient. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Uh-huh. All right, sir. You know, in, in Islam, uh, it is really, really a sin to ask questions. Uh, that is, uh, I remembered one of uh, the top 1% scholars is holding a uh, teaching session during Ramadan period. And some, he made a statement and he asked a question. And uh, he asks him, how does he want the answer to be? He mentioned two uh, school of thoughts concerning answering that. And the person said, I'm not sure of any of this. So he says, you don't even know the school of thoughts. And... uh, you are asking such a question. This is an insult. May Allah curse you. And uh, people started beating him up and they took him away. So, uh, uh, nobody will beat you for asking questions here. <laughs> uh, it is uh, a great privilege uh, uh, doing that. I think what gets us going in working among the Muslims is the fact that they are very, very sincere in all that they do. The pursuit of their religion, they do that sincerely, with all devotion. They want to make heaven. They just don't know how. And uh, amazingly, Nobody has ever taken time to show them the other side. In an Islamic home, in a Muslim home, from the month that a child, a woman conceived in her womb, there is a Quranic incantation that Always, the husband or other ladies will come and speak to the stomach of that woman, speaking to the child in the womb. And the first thing that the child will ever hear, even sometimes before the child cries after delivery, there is an incantation that they will utter on behalf of the child to become Muslim. They say the Kalmal Shahada, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, they, that incantation, they mention it 
in order to make the child not to depart from Islam. Now I'm just giving you the background. And remember another thing. The family the child grows into in is an Islamic home. He knows that these are his parents. Your children at tender age knows that you love them. They trust you better than any other person on earth. Now, as they grow, before they learn their language, they are taught Arabic rote memory. I went through the same. I recite portions of the Quran without knowing what they mean. As a matter of fact, I knew a lot of portions of the Quran without knowing their meaning up till the time I became a Christian. I will recite up till now. I can't clean it. <laughs> it's there. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm polishing my, my Arabic. Now, the Arabic of the Quran is different from the standard Arabic. Just because you know Arabic, you may not understand actually the Arabic of the Quran. Like, it will be difficult for the modern day uh, uh, American street boys, I don't know what that means, English, uh, I mean the younger generations now, because maybe street boys will give another meaning altogether, <laughs> but I mean the, uh, the younger generations, they can hardly communicate in the English of William Shakespeare, English. Is that true? But the older generation will be able to do that and communicate to one another. But the younger generation would hardly figure out what is even being communicated. So that's the, 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 the Arabic of the Quran is the Qureshi dialect and is very, very foreign. That is why even scholarship in true knowledge of the Quran there are just few around the world. And I think uh, Indonesia has the largest population of Muslims, but they have the lowest percentage of scholarship. They, they, they are just doing it without understanding exactly what they are saying. In fact, even Iran is Farsi, not the actual Arabic of the Quran. But coming down to the level, the child is told by those he trusts that if you grow up, if you go onto the street, you will meet some people that are called Christians. They will tell you that God has a son. They are deceivers. If you hear that, they are your enemies. They want to send you to hell. If you grow up, you will meet some people that are, will tell you that God has a son. If you grow up, they will tell you that Nabi Isa died. Uh 
Am I okay? <laughs> okay, it's phone call. Uh, I'm, I'm not wearing a bomb here to explode for you. <laughs> but you know, I think you, you people should be the true suicide bombers because everybody that is here, I hope you get to heaven when you die. <laughs> you know, that's it. I mean, Christians, you know, being with the Lord is, is just, they do it in ignorance. But actually, those that should even die are Christians. Because you know where you are going for sure. You make heaven. You are sure that you are going to heaven. The, 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 there is no learned Islamic scholar that will blow himself. All those that blow themselves, they are very illiterate concerning Islam. They are just taken advantage of. They do not know a thing. The learned ones will never blow themselves. They know that it's not true. It's a lie. But I'm, I'm, I'm coming to give you the whole background on how sincere our Muslim brothers and sisters are. So her, their parents tell them, they will tell you that Anabi Isa Christ died on the cross. Don't believe them. They will show you a book called the Bible. That is not true. Now, these are statements from somebody, a child, from somebody that he loves. That cared for him. Now immediately you come. That is the reason why. There is a lot of majority of the Muslims. Do not want to make Christian friends. Because they are on guard already. Those that love them have already told them. That this will happen. And amazingly. Christians blindly will come. And he said you know. Have you heard about God's son? Oh look at my enemy. My parents have told me that they will come. Even if he didn't, I mean, there is that wall already in. in. Uh, are you understanding that? So they were being walked out and brainwashed that they shouldn't even listen to you. And sometimes we make the, uh, the mistake of carrying Bible in our hands to show that we are witnessing. That is, uh, I, I don't think you will get any fruit in that. Because if, if you are going on the street now and you meet a Muslim person, no Muslim will listen to you in the public. You should know this. None. Because if he does that, someone passing sees you and him talking about faith issue, he will be reported to the larger ummah. They will suspect him and think he is a, tra a traitor or an informant of their own uh, uh, family issues to the infidels. No matter how small the Islamic community is. So if you meet a Muslim friend and begin to share with him, while other friends that are Muslims are there, you are doing him harm. So he will not even listen. He says, okay, 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 just in fact... Even if he wants to hear, he will really be aggressive so that they will report that, hey, somebody contacted this man and the way he responded to them, they will never do that again. <laughs> but deep from inside, he wants to hear. 
Alright? There is vacuum that only the Holy Spirit will fill. And several times that I, I get calls from Mecca, from Medina, you know, calling me. I've never met them. They are scholars. They know my phone number. I've never met them. And where I live, from 12 midnight to 5 a.m., a lot of phone calls. <laughs> and sometimes, some of the, like, one of the leaders of uh, a Shiite uh, uh, group in one of the countries that we are working in started calling from midnight. And uh, we had appointment. And there are several things that you do that you might uh, get an indicators whether they are genuine or not. And we had an appointment. We met face to face. I invited him to my house. He came in on Friday. We never moved outside the room. We were there searching the scriptures. By Monday morning, he gave his life to Christ. Because, you see, he was struggling mainly on if you are able to convince your uh, Muslim brother or sister that uh, uh, the Bible is true, which there are several evidence to prove to him that the Bible is true. If you are able to prove to him that you, you learn about the deity of Christ. Jesus is God. I think the problem is here that, for example, in the Quran, they just couldn't take that. Does anybody know Arabic here? Not the old kind of Arabic, you know. The, does anybody know Arabic? What, what, what I'm trying to uh, give, there is an Arabic word that said, Isa Ruhul Lahi. Isa Ruhul Lahi. Yeah, Jesus, the Spirit of God. Now, Spirit in Arabic is life. Okay? Now, every scholar, I was, I was just last week, there was the leader of this team, uh, the militant Islam, that wanted to kill a scholar that made a profession to receive Christ. The leader started coming in the night to this scholar, and they called me. Last week, I was on the phone around 3 a.m. with this person. His problem is the deity of Christ. So I asked him, he knows the Arabic of the Quran very well. I asked him, what does this word mean? And he explained. And I said, if Jesus is the spirit of God, that is what your book says, the Quran. Not even the Bible. If Jesus is the Spirit of God, what is Spirit? In Arabic, Ruhu, Spirit is life. 
Now, logically is Jesus is the life of God. He said, well, this statement is true. But he said he has difficulty accepting it in his heart. Because what that uh, statement is saying, God is not dead. God has life. The life of God is Christ. Did you uh, understand the implication? He says, yes, intellectually he has no problem with that. But for him to refer to Jesus Christ a prophet as God, he feels it's an abomination that God will not forgive him. Even though, yes, it is true, but it is not in his heart. So you can see the struggle these people face. And, you know, so we, we get several of these. Right now, I have more than 50 scholars in conversations like this. And our teams, different portions in West Africa, they are struggling. At best, every learned Islamic scholar is an atheist. At best. Because he absolutely knows that Islam is not true. But he lives. But he lives. To rip out the ignorance, the benefit of the ignorance of the followership, that's what makes him to rip. Um, I would uh, allow time for questions and answers, but I think I just laid the background for you. Okay? There are three sources of uh, documents that form the belief. In Islam, you have the Al-Furqan, you have the Al-Quran, and you have the Musamman Fatima. Alright? Uh, each of these, the Quran that we have was compiled by the companions of the Prophet after his death, seven years the Musamman Fatima is the book that guides the Shiites, which is from his daughter, Fatima. The Al-Furqan are the collections of writing which is not published because uh, it will uh, stop Islamic uh, propagation. Al-Furqan acknowledged the Trinity of God. So if they do publish that, Islam is gone, in summary. So, but every of the doctrinal belief in Islam that come and it went to about six schools of doctrinal belief, the Malikis, the Hanbalis, the Hanafis, the, the six doctrinal belief in Islam, major ones, that another 72 or 73 branched out of it, uh, which Muhammad prophesied and said only one is the true one and you will not know until after the judgment day. So even Muslims do not know whether 
the sect they are following is the correct one. Alright, suspicion, 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 suspicion. No assurance. Alright, I'm just giving you the basic thing so that once you relate to Muslims, you need to also put yourself in their place. If your parents told you that these are enemies, if your parents told you that they will deceive you, and you don't have knowledge about what they told you is the correct belief, you, I think you will tend to stick to what your parents told you than what you will discover outside. Alright? Because if you preach to the average Muslim, he will want, even if he understood, he will want to first of all go and, and verify with a scholar or somebody more knowledgeable than him in the faith. If you got even that, if a Muslim friend told you that, let me go and verify that. Please don't leave him alone. He trusted you. If he doesn't trust you, he will even throw it there. But once you start witnessing to him and he tell you, no, I, I, I think, uh, let me go and ask somebody that knows it more than me. Please stick to that person. Don't give up. It's a very indication that he has received what you said, but he is struggling between what he trusted from his loyal and loved ones and this new environment he is... So don't throw them away. Alright? Uh, I will share with you uh, two things and I would allow it for question and answers. First, uh, I like to write, but I can't write here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, okay. No, but we'll, what, what, there are four things that is involved in getting a person to turn to the uh, 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 to the Lord Jesus Christ, your Muslim friend. The first of it, be be very assured of this. You would never get a person convert if it is not the Holy Spirit. Your sweet words. Your enticement, the dangling of carrots, gifts or whatever is useless. That will not make a person to become a Christian. It is the working of the Holy Spirit. It is the working of the Holy Spirit. Know that. Because these people are in bondage by the devil. The devil have blinded their eyes. Several times, Islamic scholars that we have shown them the scriptures, when the Holy Spirit opened their eyes, it says, where were they since? Why didn't they understand these things? So simple, so easy. The veil has been removed from their eyes. The first thing you will ever do in Muslim evangelism, is prayer. If you don't pray, forget about it. You have to ask God to remove the chains of the evil one that gripped and blinded their soul. Prayer is vital. As a matter of fact, if there is no prayer, there won't be any Muslim that will receive Christ. 
And I think you hear a lot of conversion to Christianity. I think the church has prayed for the Islamic world much more than it prayed before. So prayer is really the secret of seeing these Muslims turn into Christ. First thing you want to do is to pray. The second is you love. If you don't love, you won't witness. You don't love. You are getting people saved. They want to kill you. If it is not love, you can't do it. Don't witness to a person because you are expecting to reap a benefit. Or because of a reason. The love of Christ must constrain you to do that. The love of Christ, the love of Christ constrains you to do that. You know the reason why you should witness to the Muslim? is because you love the Lord that saved you. And if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Let it be rooted in you that when you witness to the Muslims, you are doing that because you are obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. It will cost you your life. Yes, but you do it because you are obedient. Christ asks you to go, therefore you are going in obedience. Christ came to seek and to save and he commanded you to do the same on his behalf, yes, you need to do that. The love of Christ becomes something that motivates you to do that. The third thing, use the scriptures. Please avoid testimonies or visions. or Don't say somebody saw a vision of Christ, somebody this. Let me tell you the truth. Visions and dreams are only true to the person that it happens to. If visions and dreams help that person to bring him to God, praise the Lord. But it should not be a standard of witnessing just because somebody had visions and dreams. It, it should be a, a formula and an example that, yeah, you will have visions, God will reveal himself. You know, you don't do that. Are you following? Now, memorize scriptures. Don't go and open the Bible. In fact, don't quote, quote the book and the chapters. Memorize it. So that let it flow in your conversation naturally. If you go and leave him, he will look out for you. Most of the reason why we get calls from scholars is that we speak God's word to them indirectly when we are talking with them. And the hunger is naturally created because God was said, my word will not go out and return to me void without accomplishing the purpose to which it has been sent. Memorize God's word and never give examples. Never Just speak the word. Take the word that God brings to your mouth. At it. Speak only the word. 
Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about other sects. Don't talk about anything. Speak the word. The word is spirit and life. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces into the inner man, the spirit, soul, joints of bones and marrow. The, he never know that the Quran is nothing. The Quran is a lie. It is not true. So he has, it has no power. Now when you hit him with God's word, it's a dynamite that you put on him. He doesn't know. <laughs> he will go and struggle with it up there. You don't even know that he is struggling with it. Uh, are you following that? Yes. The third, uh, the fourth uh, thing in that is that try to have faith. It is not your work. Now, listen. If you do this, alright, you don't convert a person. So, whether the person receives Christ or not, is none of your business. Sometimes pride makes us want to count. Now I have been doing this for this is how many people have received Christ now. What is your own problem if nobody received? That means you are the one that is converting them. If it is the Holy Spirit that does the work, then allow the Holy Spirit to do it. Amen. If you did not see the fruit, you have sown a seed that someone will reap. Jesus Christ said, look, I have sent you to reap where you have not sown. Somebody did some work before you got the ones that somebody you are reaping and seeing that. So do it for someone to reap else somewhere. But make sure you pray, you love, you speak the word and have faith. It is God's will that you did and it will definitely mature. It will definitely. So these are four principles. Now, the other thing I want to also bring across. Sorry, I've taken, but I think just giving you the overview uh, uh, will be much. That is, if you come to the presentation of the scriptures, I told you you memorize scriptures. If you come to the presentation of that, that also, there are four categories. Uh, now, by the way, four is nothing. Don't think that the four is a magical number that everything is four, four, four. No. Uh, but I thought I want to keep it so brief that you will just notice that. The first, know your approach. From the memorization of the scriptures, know your approach. How you approach really matters. Really, really matters. Now, there's no time, so let me just list them to you and then we will do question and answers. Uh, the second thing, you need to have learned, be trained, and get initiators, what we call initiators. You don't want to just uh, aimlessly quote scriptures. You want to begin from something that this guy will relate to. Those are the ones that we call initiators. And they are very different for any sect of Muslim group. The Sunnis are different. The Sufis are different. The Ahmadiyyas are different. The Tijaniyas are different. Now, each one has different belief and doctrinal belief. Now, the way to his heart 
is, is completely different from the other. The mistake we do is we categorize Islam as uniform. Islam is only uniform on one cause. Killing the infidels and global jihad. They are very uniform on that. No matter their differences, they will bury it and team up and destroy. Alright? But once it comes to the real practice within them, they are arch enemies. They will kill and eliminate themselves. I'll give you an... So, it will be wrong for you in your evangelistic effort to think that you know, you can approach the Islamic bloc as that. Because Islam is rooted in the culture of that regional entity. It is not universal like the Bible. The Bible is universal. The spirit is one. That is why for... Uh, me as a believer from Africa and you as believers here, it's easier to relate on the same level, same spirit, same understanding. We feed from the same spirit. Not so in Islam. Uh, Islam has different categories. For example, what would you say a person that look at Christianity and that's how they look at us? They look at the Protestants, the Catholics, the Seventh-day Adventists, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, as all Christians. If anybody combined them as Christians, did he think he gets the right thing? It's wrong. Now, if he wants to make any approach, <laughs> let's say to win them over somewhere and adopt the same strategy. For example, if you go, come to the Jehovah Witness. When you said, uh, when you are talking about the sonship of God, that Jesus is not the son of God, does he have a problem with you? He doesn't, because he denied uh, the deity of Christ. He didn't believe, the Jehovah Witness didn't believe that Jesus is God. <coughs> so there are several things in there. Therefore, the initiators help you identify the deep inner spiritual need of the Muslims, where you can ride on. And at that point now, you will get relevant uh, subject from the initiators to educate him on sin, on heaven, on prayers, all the things that he is involved in. Let him reason about it, and he finds out that it's empty. Then you tell him the true source of those things, and then at that and always, you present God's plan of salvation. Number three, the initiators are to help you present God's plan of salvation. In each of your conversation, you must bring him to a point of decision. Otherwise, you have never presented the gospel to him. And the fourth is, it is the spirit that converts. It is not you. Have faith that he will become a child of God, delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Sorry, I've taken much time, but let me allow for questions. Yes, sir. Muslim friends will tell me that they do not believe in jihad, that they are a peaceful people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Quran that they have, uh, the Quran uh, is divided into two. Uh, there are the verses in court. Now, uh, if you hear me refer to Muhammad as a prophet, I am referring it on behalf of the understanding of the Muslims, not on my understanding as a believer in Christ. Okay? So, Prophet Muhammad received the revelations in two forms. There are the Makanatin verses, the, the verses of the Quran that was revealed in Mecca. And there are the Madinatin verses, the verses that were revealed to him in Medina. Medina is a Jewish settlement. So when he was persecuted, his wife Khadija is a Jewess. So when he was persecuted by his people in Mecca, he went to his wife's relation, the Jews in Medina, for soccer. I mean, to get protection. In, in, in Mecca, when he started, the revelation is that there is no compulsion in religion. The people of the book are people of Allah. You can marry them, you can eat with them, you can interact with them and everything. So he agreed with the Christians. In the front part of it. In the first part of it. The, the Makanitin verses, the revelation. Now, when his wife died, he moved to Medina. He moved with the slaves. And the riches you know, fizzle out. And he has left to take care of. So grumbling started from his people. So he started attacking the caravans that are coming for tourism to Mecca. So the Meccan people accused the Medinatin people that they have kept that person that is encroaching in their business. He will kill the people, take the camels and the goods that they are coming. Actually, it's armed robbery. So Muhammad participated in that. I mean, check his, every history student of Islam knows that. So the Madinatan people said, no, you are free to come and attack him. Come and get him. We are not part of it. So the, uh, they agreed on a date to come forward with Muhammad and his people. So he went, and then there is this in the desert, there used to be sandstorm. Whereby if that happens now, none of us will see each other in this room. It's so dark. Now, sandstorm came, so the Mecca retreated. Now, unfortunately, the Medina people are tired of Muhammad. So they wanted to help the Meccans eliminate him. So when they retreated back because of the sandstorm, and uh, uh, Muhammad turned back with his people, he found out that the Medina, the Medina people are even trying to support that. So it is from that point now that he started getting the revelation for the jihad. The Jews and people of the book are enemies of Allah. Wherever you find them, slay them, kill them. Did you understand that? So in retaliation. So that, that's so is the the instruction to go and fight and kill came 
on the revelation of the Madinatin verses. Now if you are talking with the Muslims, and I think that's why you people, your politicians, are uh, being deceived. Because in the Quran, I can justify to you that jihad is wrong. You should not kill. But in the same Quran, I can justify to you that if you don't kill, if you don't kill the non-Muslims, you are, you are a disobedient Muslim. So it is now your choice to follow which one. Both are true. Both are in the Quran. But you see, they will do the Madinatin ayah. If they are caught, they reflect the Mekanatin ayah for you. Oh, but does it say this? And illiterate will say, Ah, look at what the Quran, we are people of peace, we are that. Deception. And if there is anything in Islam, deception. In fact, one of the attributes of Allah in the, in the Quran is that Allah is the best of all schemers. Attribute of Allah to be a schemer or a deceiver. <laughs> in John chapter 8, we were told who a schemer and a deceiver is. The Bible tells us, <laughs> if he lies, he speaks his native language. He was a liar from the beginning. So it amazes me how you people <laughs> can trust a lie and God's word that is living and active, you throw it away. It is very amazing. I'm so surprised. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, uh, I answered your question, sir. Yeah. Alright. So both is right. But if I ask you now, a Christian that witness, alright, and a Christian that do not witness, who is an obedient Christian? A Christian that witness. You can be a Muslim and not agree with a jihad, but you are not a true Muslim. Any true Muslim must go and obey what the Quran said to go for a jihad. Anyone. No question about it. So don't tell me that. Uh, unless if you don't believe the Quran. Clearly instructed. It's not a frame up. It is there. Any question? Yes, sir. You want to bring Obama here? Let me tell him. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what about witnessing to what I found is Muslims that are in an Islamic state, um, majority of them are Muslim only on their ID card because it makes it easy to live. Um, so you can convert, they can, will convert secretly in their heart, but to convert publicly, they lose their family, their job, um, lose a lot of things. They risk a lot of things. How do you get them to that next step, or is it required? Uh, we were deceived. Remember, what propagates Islamic uh, cause is deceit. Uh, that is why, you see, you are morally upright. The society, the American society is morally upright. And morally, even if you are not a Christian, you think that morally is not good to tell lie. Now, in Islam, if you can lie and advance the course of Islam, you get even reward for it. 
So completely, you know, you are, you are completely working from a different world views. And the issue of this deception is this. If we have seen that where I live, several people will tell you they are secret believers. Maybe they, they, if you hear that, maybe they have seen a carrot dangle to them. They want to benefit from something. Uh, when a person said he wants to receive Christ, we tell him, first, know that you will be killed. Two, you, we won't give you any assistance. You are on your own. Three, I mean, we didn't force you. It's your own decision. Therefore, it's on your own. The reason we do that is because you can't differentiate. Let me tell you one of the parameters or indicators that God showed us in practical terms. Anybody who said he is a Christian and is a true genuine conversion, let me tell you, he needs your help for you to tell him, please keep quiet. Because the spirit in him and the new life, he will be ready to go out and die. He would never keep quiet. So I, I, I really am struggling with those that there are secret believers. It's not, it's not if you are secret, it is not going to be for long you will be discovered. Because the Spirit of God would never seal your mouth. You will always have this urge to share to someone. You would never be a secret. One month, two months, one year, two years, you tell me you are a secret believer, I will tell you probably you have not found Christ yet. Because you can never be. You can never be. You will rather, in fact, at the conversion, they feel as they want microphone. I say, hey, my people, Muslim brother, look, come, this is the way. We are in darkness. This is the light. So I, I struggle with that. So we don't take that. And, and in, in our ministry, we have hundreds that came this way. We said, okay, if you are, that's your, you are, are you benefiting me just because you become a believer? Uh, it's you that you are the beneficiary. So you didn't help me by becoming a Christian. I think you know. I tell him, yeah, you are not helping me when you become a Christian. It cost me my life too. It's not a strange thing to me. I've been pursued to be killed. So what you are doing, are you ready for that? Me, I knew why. And uh, go and think again if it is true. I'm not going to receive. No, you don't do that. All right. Yes, sir. One of the problems we have in America with reaching out to our Muslim friends is that we've been fed a lie by, by the media that all Muslims are terrorists, and they're not, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then the other situation is that we don't know what you just told us about initiating from the Word of God, and we are so confined to the four spiritual laws mm -hmm. or the Roman road, and that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. with, uh, we don't know the difference groups of Muslim that mm -hmm. you've given us. So yeah. thank God that you've given us this information. Oh, it's a great privilege, you know. And uh, we will talk and maybe get people on short-term trim 
we uh, short term trips that can be trained and uh, by the grace of God we will make all of these initiators and these things public for the body of Christ so that you can even if you do not have background in Islam you can intelligently witness to the Muslim I, I think uh, like you said they are good people and uh, there is nobody on earth be it Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist or what that truly know that this is the way to heaven and reject. I don't think so. They, did, they don't know. Uh, the Muslim people are good people. The media, they want to make market. Media, I don't know here, but in my place, they are most, 80 to 90%, they are liars. They, there is no truth in them, the media people. You know, sorry if you are in the journalism. <laughs> but again, uh, so if you want God's word is God's word. It's above media assessment. Somebody that do not even know God, he will tell you about Christianity as if he is the authority that wrote the scriptures. Who is he? Oh, for goodness, you don't know anything. You know, so please. Let's not be fooled. It's an insult on us, the body of Christ. We are better intelligent people. Why do we allow the foolish people of, of the world to dictate how we should behave? And we have the word of life. It amazes me. We have great, good People will sound judgment in the body of Christ. They are quiet. And uh, somebody that has lived immorally, he doesn't know God, he is uh, formulating formulas for you to follow as a believer of Christ, and you start shouting that I am persecuted, I am persecuted. It's not true. You didn't do anything about it. It's not beyond your control. It's not time for God to intervene yet. It is something that you, you can solve, you didn't, and you are expecting God to come and solve it for you. It's just like you have food stuff in your, in your house, you are hungry, you are saying, God, this food has not, is not done. Oh, fix it, put it on fire, cook it and eat. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um, we have seven more minutes, so let me, okay, ladies have not talked. Okay, okay, sir, so, um, one, two, I will take ladies. Oh, oh, the ladies are coming up now. All right, let's, <laughs> all right, let's, let's go from there, and you then, we come to the ladies, and I will try to be brief. Yes, yes, um, uh, no, the other lady, sorry, yeah. Yeah, we are field testing all of them, and uh, they will be readily available. Um, I'm sure if you talk to the people of this church, they might have access to them. You know, so from the conference source, you will be able to have an update whether it is available or not. So we go to the website and see that. Uh, it's not on the website. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard of Crescent Project? Just real quick, Crescent Project does a, a week-long training. That they do for all their short-term mission trips, they send people on and uh, get a overview of all Islam 
not all of Islam, but uh, kind of gives you a lot more information in just a week. So, okay. All right. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it's significant to them because now uh, they brought themselves, lead them to God's plan of salvation so that that will become a reality to them. It is true. You can't deny it. You say their personal testimony. If you said it's not true, they will even reject you. It is it's true for them. Even if it is not for you, it is true for you. So the benefit is that now you have something to hold on to dive into the scriptures. Yes, I'm coming, sir. Yeah. Uh, number one, your website two parts to my question. Number one, your website. Mm -hmm. And uh, number two, um, could you give us a quick testimony about who reached you and how they did it? Um, Quick one. Um, I grew up um, uh, uh, in a Muslim home Mm -hmm. and uh, I was going on the street uh, like survival of the fetus trying to get what to eat. The first person, I am so disturbed, I wanted to uh, get to heaven. And uh, I started by asking a leper, you know, a leper. And um, finally, you said, quick, from the leper. Actually, it was a bl- the leper is dead now. A blind man who became a Christian by a missionary uh, in uh, the northern part of the country that I live. Um, uh, a blind man uh, led me to Christ in 1979, and uh, he is still alive, and I'm glad, you know, so I became involved in telling people uh, about my newfound faith, and uh, uh, basically, uh, the Lord led us to initiate what is called Streams in the Desert Ministry in 2001, and um, we have seen several, several scholars, what we do is, we go Our vision and mission is to present God's plan of salvation to every scholar on earth, wherever he is, wherever he lives. And uh, we have a great team of scholars, some are authority in Africa on Islamic scholarship. And uh, we are on, and little by bit, again, we have no, uh, we have no, we are just obedient, you know, because we felt God asked us to go. He came to seek. So all that is, we, we are just obedient to the calling God has called us. That's all. We are not doing, it's an indigenous ministry all through and uh, just beginning the initiative. And, but we believe also that the body of Christ will greatly benefit from uh, this as yes. we grow and is exposed. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yes. I can see many Muslims and Well, uh, what what is there is that uh, the Da'awa movement, my time is up, right? The Da'awa movement, um, uh, the Da'awa movement, um, uh, one of their uh, increasing the Muslim population, they have a project. If a Muslim boy impregnates a Christian girl, he has a reward. 
and uh, if a Muslim boy in pregnancy like uh, 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 evangelist, uh, pastor's daughter or what, he has bigger reward. Alright? And if you have access to marry a Muslim girl, the Islamic Ummah would help you marry her so that the children will become Muslims. So, they do that on purpose. Unfortunately, our people are lured into it. Ah, they are sincere people, they are good people, they are this, they are that. Well, that's been unequally yoked. It is not godly at all. Uh, let me come from here. Uh, the two then will close. Yes. When you were talking about um, witnessing to a Muslim and then he wanted to go and talk to a scholar and then you said stick with him? Yes. Do you mean go with him? No, no, no. Wait for him. Let him go and ask. I mean, that means it's an indicator that he's interested and he's sincere with you. Yeah. Be there when he comes back. Okay. Yeah. And then, don't ever go if they are inviting you to go, but ask the scholar to come and meet you in a neutral place. But don't go to meet them. All right? Yeah. I was wondering, is your ministry underground, or are you able to be up front in a Muslim country? Uh, no. Um, I'm an engineer. I'm not a missionary, by the way. <laughs> so... Um, Nothing about me, uh, Christian. Yeah, uh, we don't have brushes, we don't have uh, signposts, you know. So we just been obedient to the calling, you know. You tell me uh, if we go to where it's very, very, we have been taken to prison, so we learned. Now, if we are witnessing to you, we'll share our testimony and who we think God is. Tell us your understanding. <laughs> then they find out that they don't even know God. <laughs> the prayer they are doing, they don't even know. But, you know, time will not let us. Holy Father, we thank you for today. We just ask and pray. This is not enough, but we pray that you will just help us understand and love because you loved us when we were your enemies. And, uh, Lord, uh, help us as we continue to deliver your message of salvation to the Muslim wall. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.